everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the Boyfriend Proof Podcast. This is your host, Monica Asmi. This podcast is all about having a platform for everyone to share their stories. I have a great lineup of guests who are ready to share their hashtag boyfriend proof story on this podcast. And before I introduce our guests for today, don't forget to follow Boyfriend Proof Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to be a guest on the next episode and you have a relationship story that you want to share, please send me a DM. Or of course, if you want to stay anonymous, you can send me an email of your story to read on the show. My email is boyfriendproofpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have you guys on my show. So today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Her name is Renee. She joins me from Canada. She is one half of the Girls to Women podcast where her and her co-host Maria talk about everything from relationships to mental health to skincare. Hi, Renee. Hello, Monica. I, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for reaching out and being on the show. I'm so excited to have you on here to share your story. And before we get into it, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Yes. Okay. So hi guys. My name is Renee. Like Monica said, uh, I'm a 26 year old woman. My friend Maria and I decided to start a podcast, uh, in March. Uh, the idea came in, um, back in January, but during the pandemic, we decided, you know what, it's the best time to start it. So it's a girl and woman empowerment podcast. And we talk about everything. We have guesses. Uh, we make um, episodes that we call friends to ask for their opinions. And uh, just basically ask every woman what's their, dif- what's their experience. Because we all have same, similar, but at the same time, different experiences. But we don't necessarily share it. So we just basically put the stories out there. And so we can create like a amazing community and you know be us all together yes I love it so much I I was listening to one of your episodes and it was just like so fun so conversational I felt like I was in the room with you guys so it's like definitely something to sip wine to yes Maria definitely have like a very good chemistry together (laughs) yes I love you guys together so great so great amazing So yeah, like, let me tell you, when you DM'd me a little bit about your story, my jaw literally dropped. It was like a bomb. I (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) She sent me one. I love those like um, little like audio like messages. I I have friends who actually do that. So like when you sent me an audio message, I was like, okay, this is gonna be, it's gonna be juicy. So I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God, like this can't be real. Like, is this a joke? I hate yeah. texting. That's why. So I was like, you know, I'll just send her a message so she can get the whole situation. <laughs> and yeah, there we, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I love audio messages. They're so interesting. See, and I like, kind of like got your vibes from it. Just like that one message. I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. And I love how you labeled it as a boyfriend disaster. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was like a total disaster. <laughs> like shit hit the fan like big fucking time yeah so. i'm sh- i'm pretty sure everyone listening is going to have their jaws drop too oh yeah oh, <laughs> so <yes>. so <laughs> take us back to this situation show us what it was like to be in your shoes because 
I know you said you weren't officially dating this guy, but you found yourself in a pretty messy situation. Oh man, messy. Like, I don't don't know if there's a word to say how this situation is fucked up. Okay, so back to four years, I would say three years ago, I was single and I decided to go on a dating site. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy, we'll call him um, Sean. <laughs> so I met Sean and uh, chemistry between us, like texting on on uh, the dating app was great. Like we were bonding, like we, we spoke for about like a week. Okay. And then he asked me, um, oh, do you want to go for a date? Uh, I know, remember, I remember you told me you, lo- you like pies and there's that pie place. In Canada, there's a place, well, in Montreal where I live, there's a place that serves pie, like that sounds like a dream it's so good so I was like hell yeah I'm so down so the date was just so dreamy like you know like those imagine and like your head is is in the clouds it was an amazing date uh we kissed on our first date like that's how like chemistry was so good so we end up seeing each other like for a month we start seeing each other for like a couple times because you know we both have our lives so we were working yeah and um you know, like, uh, things went down, <laughs> things went down between us, but, you know, it, it was, it was great, because, like, he would come over, and me, sometimes, I would have, like, some days off, and he would, we would go to, like, the grocery stores, and come back, and do breakfast together, um, or yeah. he would work downtown, and he would tell me, oh, uh, if you're nearby, like, come, I have, like, a two-hour break, and we could go out, and then whatever, so, you know, it was super casual, super fun, the thing too, he had kids, <laughs> but well, me, I work, I, I personally work with kids, so mm-hmm. I don't mind kids, you know, it's, it's basically my life. And he and, told uh, you that he told he, you, he told me you... about that. Okay. Yeah. So I was okay with that. One time we just, he decided to come over to my place before working his night shift. We had an amazing evening, watch a movie, had dinner, you know, chit chat. And then, you know, we decided to, you know, to have sex. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm a human. I have, (laughs) (laughs) and yeah. So we had sex, and everything was great. And he went back home. Then, like two days after, like I felt like you know, it was a little bit uh, something's off. Yeah, something was off. Like it was a bit (laughs) burning down there. You know, I was like, "Hmm." Mm. I know I shaved like before he came, so maybe I cut myself or something. (laughs) So like I remember I was at work. And I asked one of my coworkers, I'm like, oh, I think I cut myself I, um, when uh, I shaved myself down there. So she's like, oh, okay, well, go to the doctor. Maybe check it, check it out. Don't put anything on it. You don't want to put whatever, then you get an infection. So I was like, okay. So two days after the date, it was getting worse. Basically, I, I, I waited like a week. Mm-hmm. The pain was so bad because I had to wait for a week to get a um, a doctor appointment the pain was so bad I had every time I had to go pee I had to hold myself like basically the whole day get home run a cold shower on my punani <laughs> so it wouldn't burn it was and I would I would cry every time so every time I would go to pee mm-hmm. it was awful wow. end up having my doctor appointment my doctor appointment then the doctor was like, okay, um, what happened? I'm like, well, you know, I don't know, it burns. But I all, you know, like we all had yeast infection or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I had that before, but it doesn't, it never felt like this. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, lie down. 
I lay down, I open my legs, and she's like, mm-mm. Oh, no, nah, she, like, oh. she knew. <laughs> she, she, she didn't knew. even check. She knew. The lady knew. She's like, mm, okay, I know what you got. I was like, oh shit, this is <laughs> bad because she didn't even check what I got. Yeah. And she's like, okay, close your legs, and then I come sit down. <clears throat> I was like bracing myself. It's like, like am I dying? <laughs> God. So she's like, Miss Renee, um, I just have to tell you something. Uh, you have herpes. So I was like. You know, in the movies, when people get into a trauma and you can't hear anything around you and you're just yes. like, you hear that, that small, like, and so I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And the thing, and I'm blaming schools for this and our parents, mm-hmm. Yep, they, they don't teach you what it, everybody heard an herpes joke, okay? Yeah. Everybody knows it's not fun, but everybody jokes about it. So it's kind of, you don't know, but you know, exactly. you don't know how bad it is. Yeah. And me I knew it was bad but I didn't know how bad it was Mm -hmm. so like I was like okay I have that I'll be fine (laughs) fine (laughs) for those for those who doesn't see me I'm doing comas with my fingers (laughs) so so then uh anyway she told me go to the hospital bring the samples blah blah and when she was telling me all this my phone was in my bag and I could see him I could see him calling me mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And I knew it was him because I didn't have sex with anyone yeah. except him for the, the past month. Right. And, and even before, anyways. So then anyways, I brought the samples and I called him and I'm like, <laughs> hey, Sean, how are you? He's like, I'm good. How are you? I'm like, well, not very good. Like something, you know, I just went to the doctor and I just got diagnosed with herpes. That's when I should have had the first red flag. <laughs> My sister, by the way, she's like my guru. When I told that to my sister, she was like, Mm-mm, that guy is wrong. There's something wrong with this guy. Anyways, yeah. so I told him and he was so calm about it. Well, maybe, you know, it's his temper, but anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll get to it. And he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. He was too reassuring, too quick. It's like, yeah. it's like he knew he, he, he knew, dealt with yeah. that before you know yeah and me as naive as I was before and it's I whatever I was like okay like you know I was like okay thank you like I'm really sorry like I you know you know I was I was trying to justify myself but legit it didn't come from me at all we saw each other for another maybe month and a half I'm being generous by saying Mm -hmm. and a half (laughs) for another month and Mm -hmm. he would come see me and he was he would try to reassure me tell me it's okay don't worry does it hurt you know it was really sweet the guy was sweet seriously I'm not gonna lie about that and then he vanished whoa vanished like this no warning no warning and I was left with this virus that would change my whole sexual life forever Uh uh-huh and I was just like uh anxiety attack panic attack basically Mm -hmm. um I went through like uh depression for mm-hmm. a few months because I felt I was left alone with this and I felt like someone just came took some something of like a part of me and just left mm-hmm. and for me in my head I was like but who wants a girl who has herpes nobody wants a girl like that and you know first thing first when you go on online and you write herpes mm-hmm. look at all the pictures you're gonna see mm-hmm. all these pictures are not what it truly is and also 
Yeah, and also for like people that maybe not don't know much about it, is there a cure? Is there medic medication for it? Like, how did these doctors treat you? The thing is that with herpes, you have that for life. Okay. Yeah. You no know cold sore. Mm-hmm. What you have next to like to your mouth, mm-hmm. it's the same virus. It's the same thing. So me, what happened is that he gave me herpes through his mouth because he had a cold sore. Mm-hmm. God knows if I saw it, I would have met. I wouldn't let him go down. Okay, I didn't saw it. That's why yeah. what happened happened. So uh, basically, he transferred the virus from his mouth to my genitals. Basically, mm-hmm. so basically, yeah. There's no cure for it, but there's a medication that I take. Not everyone takes it. Mm-hmm. I do take it because it reduces the risks of. I don't want to say ninety percent because the thing is that the medication is so um is working so well mm-hmm. and the results are so good that the the pharmaceutical companies didn't invest money to mm-hmm. uh do more research about it to actually prove the result because they were like yeah. it's already working we don't need to spend more money to prove that it works yeah you know it's it sounds stupid but that's what it is but it works very mm-hmm. well um i had to go to support groups yeah and you know now i'm really explaining you herpes like compact like really quick because we could make a whole episode about that <laughs> but we won't <laughs> right right no and i feel I- like not a lot of people know like you hear about it and you hear about stds and like all this stuff but yeah. like, nobody ever really tells you to look for those like warning signs or like to communicate with partner sexual partners exactly. with you. so it's like when you have it you're like oh no like I should have done this. I should have done that. Like, why didn't anyone tell me? And it's like, exactly. And you know what, like shocked me. It's because like I said, I was left alone and I didn't know where to look. So I was like, you know what? Let me be responsible about this. Uh, I went to the clinic. We have like public clinics called Mm -hmm. CLSC. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyone could go there. It's free. You could go see a nurse or whatever. So I went to that place. And she, I told her, listen, I have this and that. I would like you to teach me and tell me, like, inform me about it. She gave me pamphlets that dated from the, I think, 90s, 1980s or something. I was like, what the fuck? So anyway, but like she updated me, like, and then after I decided to go uh, to group supports um, and I found one, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But the first group support I went through, by the way, don't worry, I'll get back to that uh, boyfriend disaster (laughs) no worries (laughs) this is good information yes and I went to that group support and when I went in it's like a room in the like way back like in a college like you know they read those interesting and it was way back like in a corner like in a dark place I was like what the fuck where (laughs) am I going so I opened the door and there's no you know usually there's like windows at uh, on the doors there Mm -hmm. was no window so I open and there's like eight people I was like the ninth person that was sitting there and you know like I was the last to come in so everybody was looking at me mm-hmm. and the funny thing about it it's like everyone looks at you and they're like oh she has her peace too you know like, <laughs> I mean I make fun of it because now I made peace with it but yeah. you know first time it's like oh shit we all have her peace we're all on the same boat <laughs> so we're sitting there the guy is giving us the information the I forgot the name of the man but he basically gave me courage. He gave me faith that my life is not ruined. That's mm-hmm. like, 
the stigma around her piece is just basically bullshit. It's, it's a question of um, people getting the right information and being uh, receptive, you know, it's mm -hmm. because when you go online and you, like I said, you write it down, the pimples, the red things you see, that's, that happened only once. And that's yeah. like when you first get diagnosed after that, like, I mean, my vagina looks fine it looks great it's beautiful right. but that didn't look good you know yeah definitely <laughs> so anyways I went through all this process of going through um support groups and then going to see my doctor to take the medication because mm -hmm. I decided I'm like you know what I want to live a normal life I'll take medication and if I have a partner me it's my decision to disclose it some people don't mm -hmm. and you know what I don't want to judge them but There's a thing in Canada, and I think even in the States, yeah. when you don't tell someone you have an STD, they could sue you because you were you acknowledge it. And you, they could even go in your medical files and check yep. it out. Yep, that's me, true. I'm like, fuck that. I am not getting sued. I have too many bills to pay already. So any, <laughs> you know, life is hard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Just, whenever, if I want to have a new sexual partner, I'll just disclose it. So anyways, I'm still going through my life. Like half of the year went by ever since I saw this guy. And I decided to go to tri a trip to Mexico. And he decided to slide into my DMs. He came back. Because they came back. come back. <laughs> they come, they go, they come back. Trust. Yep. <laughs> That's my motto. Mm -hmm. So then he slid into my DM asking me how I was doing. How was everything with me? Blah, blah, blah. I was still mentally um, getting myself into the fact that I had a repeat with terms. I would say with terms, but it was pretty early for me to get in turn with that. But I was still stuck with the idea that he was the only guy I could have sex with because since he already had the virus of repeat yep. inside him, like if we would have sex, we would be immune. You know, like even if you have a cold sore, if yeah. you have sex with someone with herpes, you're immune because it's the same virus, you know, it's not different. It's the same brand, whatever, family. So when I came back from Mexico, I saw him again. And, you know, it started all again on and off and the date and this and that. Yeah. And my sister, my sister, she never saw this guy. I live with my sister, by the way. Mm -hmm. And she hated his guts. She's like, this guy made you go through six months of hell like having depression anxiety um crying at night like ruined, ruined like your dating life your sexual life right like when you're still seeing him I'm like let me be let me be dumb <laughs> yeah so I think it went on like that for almost like three not three two years because I said it was three years ago I met him so two years it went on like that meanwhile I did meet guys we were never official but it's mm -hmm. like so like a friends with benefits yeah, relationship. it was basically a friends with benefits relationship but we bound we really bounded but he he was not that's what they say he was not ready to be in relationship because of his kids and oh and mm -hmm. by the way he was going through a divorce oh, my God. oh. No, and about, you knew about the divorce and I knew about but he was divorced already they were not living together but they were still settling a few things So I think for him to see me was more like a distraction, you know? Mm -hmm. And you were yeah. okay with that. I'm such an open person, but like <laughs> I was 
slightly naive too. Yeah. Like open and openly naive, you know? I mean, you're Now, young. You're still yeah. young. <laughs> no, but we're, we're learning, you know? <laughs> of course. So we went on like this for two years. Mm-hmm. Well, three, but until recently, last summer. What happened is that he works like in the in the filming industry. I'm not gonna, anyway, he works in the filming industry. So he's always like on call and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he had to move three hours from Montreal, mm-hmm. the city I live, to go work on a movie. Okay. He has an apartment and stuff like that. And he asked me, oh, you know, like it's gonna, I'm gonna feel lonely. I need company. Like, what am I gonna do? And dumb me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can come visit you. Mm-hmm. I didn't go until like he invited me he invited me but I didn't go mm-hmm. and a week after I was like okay like I'll, I'll come this weekend and you know how on Instagram sometimes your contacts pop up yep and I noticed the guy had Instagram after three years I've seen him you know almost did he tell you that he didn't have any social media never asked him like I knew he had Facebook But like, it's, we, it's that much, we didn't talk about these things. You know, we talked about deeper things. Anyway. <laughs> right. Then, like, huh, Sean has Instagram? I'm like, let me go check that out. No, 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 no. I checked his Instagram. And they see his pictures of him where he, he's working. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that, what, wait, what? Wait a minute. I see a picture of a, of a woman. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Then I, I, I swipe down and I see more pictures of her and more pictures of him with her. And I'm oh like, my gosh. And, and these are recent photos. You check yeah, the dates. Because, yeah, because that was the weekend I was supposed to go see him mm-hmm. and I didn't go. He, I guess he called her to go spend time with him and I was supposed to go the weekend after. And it was the weekend had just passed. So it was like very recent. So I'm like, oh my God, is this a joke? Oh, and in, in his bio, there was like a lock. Oh my God. Someone, someone's, ta- someone's Instagram. So I clicked on her, um, on her account and I was like, what? Okay. And I saw, no, I didn't saw pictures of her. But I made, okay, my, I made my best friend add her so she could spy on uh-huh. her. Because it was to, private. Yeah, because it was private to confirm my doubts. Basically, she never added my best friend. What were the pictures on his Instagram? Like, what were they? Well, it was him sitting with her at the restaurant, him giving her a kiss on, on uh, wow. her cheek. It was very, like, we're a couple pictures. And, and was this his ex-wife or is this a new girl? A new girl. Gotcha. He told me about this girl. I remember he said, oh, I used to see someone and she, you know, she was very good with my kids, but you know, like things are not working well. So we ended up things. That was when we had our first date at the restaurant. He told me that, that he used to see someone. So I, I was so shocked. I called him. No, I texted him. I'm like, Hey, nice Instagram, by the way. <laughs> and then he was like, Oh, thanks. I'm like, that was not a compliment. <laughs> oh, then, my God. Like, like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Like, no, this is not like, I'm like, no, this is what I think. You told me 
And I was so shocked because I was completely oblivious about the mm-hmm. fact that he was seeing someone else. Like, he, like, I would have never thought, you know? Right. Me, in my head, I was just like, I didn't care that he had sex. No, I didn't care he was seeing someone else. It's the fact that we were so comfortable sleeping together. We were not using protection. And he was sleeping with her at the same time, knowing I had her piece. That was my concern. I was, yeah, I was basically just more concerned about her than him telling me, like, oh, like, I'm not down with you anymore. There you go. Right. So he called me. He's like, oh, Renee, like, you know, we spoke about that. I'm like, what way? When did we spoke about <laughs> I do not recall talking about this with you. He's like, oh, remember, I told you I was seeing someone. I'm like, three years ago. <laughs> three years ago, you told me you were seeing someone. Not recently. Like, yeah, that's her I was talking about. But, you know, with you, it was different. I felt like I was myself. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. Like, you you know exactly. That's when I realized that he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still going to give a little bit of benefits of the doubt that maybe he didn't know he had herpes. Well, you know, cold sore. But... The fact that later on, after I confronted him and I deleted him and blocked him, he kept on going on dating sites and I kept on seeing him. Yeah. And, you know, when I got diagnosed, I told him all about it. I'm like, hey, listen, you can't go out there and eat ladies pussies. You know, you can't, <laughs> you can't go out there and eat people out with what you got. Like people can legit get like get it the way I did. Yeah. I don't think he mind. So that proved me that not only he was still out there mm-hmm. giving ladies her peace, knock on wood, I hope they didn't really get it, but he yeah. was cheating at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I let go of, I just ended up letting go. I said what I needed to said. I let my heart out. I told him like, hey, listen, you're an asshole for doing this to me, for, for not even being honest with me. So boy, bye. Recently, Okay, I'm, I really suck with like dates and stuff, but I know recently, at least this year, this year, I went on a date. Okay, you guys are going to think I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl, you're not, you're not the only one. <laughs> like we're always on and off dating sites. Like I'm yeah. on, I, oh, and by the way, good news in that story. Um, I ended up being in a relationship for right for, now. Uh, no, not now, not now. <laughs> I ended up being like later on, you know, like I start to, you know, work on myself and being right. more confident. Like, you know what? It's herpes. It's this, it's that. I know I have this. I don't have that. I know I take this to take care of it. Like, I shouldn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my ex um, was super understanding. It went super well. We had sex all the time and he was fine with it. And he never got it from me. So, but the reason oh. why we broke up is completely different. Yeah. You know, he was young. He went to travel the world, but psych, COVID happened. So I just had to like do a little shade up for him. Of course. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, to come back to Sean, I went on the dating site mm-hmm. and I saw him. And I remember telling myself when I spoke to him, like before, the last mm-hmm. time I spoke to him, I promised myself that if I would see him again on one of those sites, I would um, tell his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. The reason it's because, like I told you, I was concerned about him 
sleeping around and then go coming back to her every time yeah because yeah because like you know this information so it's like not doing anything with the information that you know it's just gonna cause more hurt to other women exactly and the thing my sister told me to do that I should have done and I didn't do um I can basically when you know someone is doing things like that like you know I think in in the states probably even in Canada there's people that had um when someone has HIV and they're sleeping around giving it to people you can basically call uh health services so they could like be aware and let's say like call the police or whatever same thing in Canada I should have called health services because maybe he really has it but like I said maybe he doesn't and it was really just bad luck but yeah so I ended up uh sliding into his girlfriend's dms on instagram and i told her about everything so i was like hi listen you don't know me but we we know someone we both know someone mm-hmm. so a couple years ago i used to see and you know i feel bad being this girl but like me i'm a very i i, I hate hiding shit that i i know it's not good you know what i mean like right. if i know it could be something like that I wouldn't hide it like what when I didn't tell her the first time it's because I just decided to give up you know mm-hmm. I was not strong enough to like take account- accountability of the situation but now I am you know so I was like listen your boyfriend I, I saw him a couple years ago and um I told myself I would tell you be, uh, this time because he's on dating website cheating on you and I think it's unfair for you and I think if he has herpes it's unfair for the other people he's seen blah blah well guess what I got blocked <laughs> so she didn't even respond to you she read like I saw read mm-hmm. on, the, on the side but she didn't even bother responding to me wow she blocked she she never answered she just left me on read uh but the next day i got a message let me let, just let me find it she's gonna I know pull I sh- up the receipts yeah, yeah i always take screenshots and stuff yeah, i'm telling you screenshot is the proof of everything and but- i feel like you would oh you would like as a woman you would want somebody to like tell you yes and i feel like and it's not to bash men at all, because yeah. some women do the same thing. But mm-hmm. I feel like um, some women will not take accountability and will go after the the other women, you know, instead. Yeah. When the man is the problem, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And I felt like I had to be like true to her about it. And it was not like even in a bitchy way. I really, I was like, listen, I'm really sorry if this comes out very. Um, bluntly or yeah but as a woman I believe this is like totally unfair to you and it's a he's like disrespecting you mm-hmm. anyway, answer whatever like and you know it's me I was like I was telling my sister like oh fuck this like why is she acting like this and then she was like we all have our way to process things right and was probably shocked about it yeah or maybe she knew about it yeah already mm-hmm. you know there's different explanations and I made peace with that like I just hope she she knows with who she's dealing with so the next day I did got some feedback from Sean 
Don slide into my DMs again. Once again. <laughs> Once again. And he said, I'm happy you did what you felt was right. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I hope you feel better now. Thumbs up. I wow. wish you the best. Heart. Oh. What the fuck? What? I have no idea. Whatever. <laughs> he's <laughs> acting, dude. He's acting like you did, like you like needed to do this for yourself, but in turn, you were doing this for an other women. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the story, um, she doesn't know me. She knows yeah. him. He could have told her. He could have told her anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like oh. you're crazy or something. You're just some yeah, psychotic exactly. person. Yeah. There you go. And you know, it's funny because my best friends, once again, <laughs> they they found her on Facebook and stuff. Like we all do it, okay? Right, and of course. <laughs> they got pictures from way back. And he asked, I think he asked her to marry her. Uh-huh. He, yeah, he asked her to marry her or something like that. And I'm like, listen, she probably decided to close her eyes on it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So you don't think that ruined their relationship at all? It's just like, it was like, whatever. That's, that's the thing. I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. I think it, it did a bit. But the way she reacted, mm-hmm. it's like she knew. So she decided to pull up with the situation. She didn't want to believe it. it looks yeah, like. she didn't want to believe it. And, you know, it's so hard to say because, I, like I said, my intentions were not to be that person but that I wanted or not I'm still gonna be that person coming into your relationship and like you know like a bomb right but I did what I felt was right um and it it ended up turning the way it did nothing really happened and you know I now I I feel I feel I do feel better doing it because I promised myself I would do it Mm-hmm. And now she can't say I didn't told her if she got her piece. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you warned no, her. Listen, boo boo, I told you. You decided to block me. Okay, bye. Like, yeah. So, what did you learn about yourself through that whole process? Oh my god. So, I learned so many things. Uh, I learned that I am lovable, not only by others but mostly by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, love always starts within. Um, mm-hmm. it took me a long time like I used to love myself but that really crashed my confidence it crashed everything that I got my body my the way I felt about my body the way I felt about myself everything um, like I said I went to those group supports that helped me back then I had friends that were amazing supportive and my best friends that I still see now from high school they they're supportive about it it taught me that you're not always going to be the good person in someone's story. Yeah. Um, no matter how good you think your intentions are, you're not always going to be the, the good person, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to accept that sometimes you don't get the closure you deserve. Right. So it taught, it taught me to be more sage, more like, more, um, how can I say that? Wise. There you go. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, more wise patient and that you know I'm deserving of someone who's gonna respect me and you know not just like a friends with benefits relationship that 
the guy's gonna take advantage of me and mm-hmm. yeah so that I'm gonna be the one taking advantage of them you know <laughs> I love how you talk about how you went to those support groups and you had friends and stuff like that. Cause I feel like regardless of like any diagnosis you might have or anything, or even like a heartbreak or a breakup or whatever, nobody talks about going to support groups or anything. Cause they think that's so like weird or like they don't want to do it, but that's so, I love how you talked about that because that's, I feel like that's so important. And, you know, I never thought there would be support groups for that. And by the way, I went last month just to, like, refresh myself. But the guy did the same speech he did three years ago. So I was like, <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, it was right after, like, they decided to reopen the support groups because of uh, the smaller groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And every time he would forget stuff and he would look at me, it was like, what was that about to say? I'm like, yeah, you were about to say that the tail does that. Oh, thank you. You know, like when the yeah. looking for answers in one of his students' eyes, he's like, "Well, anyways." So <laughs> yeah, I was basically like giving a class with him. That's it was so like, funny, and it's it's not easy because not everyone goes out for help. I decided to go because when I saw that I was having anxiety mm-hmm. so much, I was like, "No, no, no! I can't live like this. This is not who I am. I need to fix this, and I can fix it, and I can find it." like a um a solution the fun the funny part what kind of gave me hope it's when I went to see my family doctor my fa- my doctor knows me since I'm eight 26 today him and I we crack jokes together all the time yeah so when I went to see him and asked him for the medication I'm like hey I'm like uh, hey Daniel how are you he's like I'm good why are you here <laughs> <laughs> I'm like listen I have herpes, man. And he's like, really? You, ha- you have it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, okay, tell me about it. Like, what happened? And I told him the whole situation and I start crying. And he's like, and I was like, oh, I need the medication. He's like, well, I have to check in your files if it's true. Because I went to another doctor and technically they put it in your file. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm crying in front of you and like, you're, you don't believe me? <laughs> Like Renee, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, right. he gave me medication and he gave me such a good speech telling me that everything was gonna be okay and that in Canada and even probably around the world, in Canada, there 45% of people have herpes and some don't even know it. Mm-hmm. You know? And he yeah. said, Don't worry, it's a normal thing. Probably like half of the Can- the Canadian has it and they don't even know. And you know, they've been giving it around yeah so that really like made me more like okay I'll be fine you know it built up my confidence and stuff yeah that's yeah I think that's really important you know what's so interesting I think like looking back like do you think if he never gave you herpes would you have still stayed in that relationship with him cheating going on the apps going back and forth if that was not a factor would you have still been in that relationship or friends with benefits basically yeah okay so I have a thing with my sister that we tell each other you're never gonna stop doing something until you're fed up Mm -hmm. okay I agree I know for myself that I wouldn't stay in that relationship I know I would have get fed up at some point because at the end of the day, what I wanted was a relationship. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in a relationship with someone. And 
I did stay for a long time into that, but I know at some point I'd have been like, okay, listen, I want more. Right. What are what are we doing? So yes, I would have probably stayed, but I would have ended up leaving for sure. For sure. That's for sure. good. I love it. And you said that you want like an actual relationship. So like, where are you in your dating life right now? Oh my God. Since my last, since my ex left me to go travel the world psych again, <laughs> because he ended up saying, dude, here. that's so funny. <laughs> I swear. I was so shocked. I was like, are you for real? Like our relationship is going so well and you're leaving me for this. He's like, I love you, but I have to leave my own experiences. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was, I was, anyways. So uh, my dating life right now is pretty dead. <laughs> I'm talking to some people here and there, but no, nothing's happening. Yeah. And I'm kind of happy with it too, because mm-hmm. um, being single, some people are already, always in search of someone me I know I would like to have a partner I'm at that point in my life I have a house I have my car I have my job I'm looking for a life partner or at least mm-hmm. sometime for the uh, sometimes someone for the long run you know right so right now I'm just I'm just chilling doing me talking to some people and if there's someone who's interested to come along and actually like invest in this mm-hmm. then let's do this you know yeah but I'm really happy with where I am and Maria and I are are always sending each other single memes about single people so it's fun <laughs> to entertain <laughs> yeah and it's it's already hard to date now too it's like yeah. everything's shut down and stuff like that so I mean you're not the only one <laughs> there you go <laughs> um yeah that's so funny but yeah I'm happy that you are happy with who you are and you learned a lot and I feel like I can totally like see your confidence and everything even like going through all of that so I love all the advice you gave people um on this podcast so far that like you know go to support groups you know be more confident in yourself and like get help yeah. and all that stuff I love all that stuff that you said how like what kind of advice would you give people when they're in a situation where somebody does not want to commit to them but you yourself want to be in a relationship how do you communicate that okay you can't you can't force what is not meant to be yeah that you want it or not if it's not meant to be you can't force it as much as i love my ex i would have never been able to kept him because he wanted to go away yeah. As much as I like this guy, he ended up going away. And as much as I wish I didn't get what I got, you know, it happened and it could have happened to anyone. Basically, you have to, like I said, you have to accept sometimes that you can't get the closure that you want or you can't get things the way that you want. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer of law of attraction and that life works in mysterious ways. But yeah. I believe life speaks to us. And if it's not meant to be, man, like, you have to be strong. You just have to yeah. shook yourself a bit and be like, it is what it is. Yeah, It is what it is, unfortunately. But I'll go through this. I can go through this. And if this didn't work, it's because something better is coming. And I know it sounds yes. super cheesy, but it it's is true. It is really true. And... It's, it's a question of making peace with the fact that sometimes not everyone's going to, like I said, you're not always a good person in someone's story. 
mm-hmm. someone is not always going to be the good person in your story too yeah that's yeah that's very important to point out too and it's like if things don't happen right now that means something better is coming so yeah. it's really cheesy but life works it's true ways i'm telling you because it's always like when you look back it's like oh oh that's why that didn't work out looking back now and it's like oh it all makes sense now so i mean it's not gonna it's not gonna happen overnight you're gonna like oh my god that's why that relationship didn't happen you're probably gonna find out like 10 years later obviously and you know whenever like a relationship doesn't work with someone you always get the chance to take a step back after a while and analyze the situation in another point of view when you're less emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. And that's when you realize, okay, yeah, that, that wouldn't work because maybe after all, we didn't bound the way like I wanted us to bound to be in a relationship. That's awesome. I love it. But yeah, I love the confidence that you give off and you're just ready for the next relationship. So I'm sending you all the good vibes. Oh, thank you, girl. Thank you, girl. And everyone who's listening, we're sending everyone good vibes. I just want to say one thing before. I just want to tell you you so much because right now, recording this with you is the first time ever I talk publicly Mm -hmm. about having herpes. And it took me a long time took me basically four years to accept and come in terms of the fact that I have that and um I'm not afraid anymore because this is part of me this is who I am it's not it doesn't define me but -hmm. it's part of me and I'm so much more than that you know and for you to let me explain the whole story I like I'm I'm, I'm not gonna cry but I'm getting emotional he's waiting for something like that to finally just like be free you know I was always wow. waiting I was like I can't just talk about things like that I could but I was like I need something someone that's gonna let me break free and honestly you just you just did that oh my gosh I'm so happy because it's like that's all I want in a platform to give somebody the ability to talk about a relationship because it's so important because I feel like Oh, it's like people know that somebody was in a relationship or like somebody knew that that person just went through a breakup or whatever it is. But it's like nobody gets to hear the full story about something about, you know, a relationship. But yeah, oh my gosh, that makes me so happy that like you just feel free. I'm at that point in my life, like I said before, I just want to be true to me. I just want to live truthfully, like who I am and just like not fear anything mm-hmm. like th- that's where I am and I just felt like that was such an important part of me because I was in my early 20s when I got it right like for me my life was done <laughs> but then now four right. years later like I realized my life is just starting exactly a quarter of my life I yes. have so many other things coming up might as well just leave it truthfully and to the fullest right now and on and on Yes, I love it. I love it. So guys, if you want to keep up with Renee, her podcast Instagram is at girls to women podcast and you can listen on Apple podcasts and her personal Instagram is Renee.lau underscore. So yeah, I'm so happy you came on the podcast. 
Thank you, Monica. Thank you. And yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. I have so many more awesome guests coming up to share their hashtag boyfriend proof story. So stay tuned for that. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show to share your story, shoot me a DM on my Instagram at boyfriend proof podcast. And we'll be back soon for another boyfriend proof story. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>